Always Loyal Podcast presented by Lucia Capital Group, official wealth management partner of San Diego Loyal. In soccer, you've got 90 minutes to win the match, but how much time do you have to reach your investment goals? The clock is ticking. Don't wait. Go to LuciaLoyal.com right now to get your investment plan started. That's L-U-C-I-A Loyal.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome in. Season 2, Episode 18 of the Always Loyal Podcast. Jordan Carruth. What's happening? Hello, Darren Smith. Lots of goals are happening. Lots of goals from SD Loyal this month. At least two every single match, including a three spot over the weekend in Miami. And the man who scored the match winner, Elliot Collier, will join the Always Loyal podcast. Watch out. This is trouble. And it finds Twine. Broken play, and all of a sudden, Elliot Coyer, as you mentioned, came off the sidelines for Nate Miller. San Diego on the board for the third time here tonight, and their first advantage in the 85th minute, and it's 3-2. It's a missed kick from Bodily. Elliot Collier does extremely well to get his hips around it, just ropes this thing into that far post. And that'll do it here. We've reached full time. And for Miami FC, one that got away not once, but twice. You know, no matter what the environment is, the situation is, we always know we can win. Uh, I give the players so much credit. Uh, it was a really difficult result last weekend. And then when we went down, the pressure can, can build in your head. We were able to block it out as a group, be strong. And how we played in that second half, away from home, that's our football. And I'm proud of how brave the players are, how they made the plays, uh, very resilient. And we played like the home team in the second half. And to fight back like that, um, just a full heart for them. Very proud of the players. And I'm happy for our fans back home. All right. Well, that was fun. Shout out, everybody, who arrived at Ale Smith, Mira Mesa, Saturday, 4 o'clock. Great ambiance inside of Ale Smith on a Saturday afternoon into the evening, Jordan Carruth. And I would tell you, before we get to the particulars, of what happened in Miami, San Diego Loyal winning three goals to two. I would venture to say, though, I was not there in South Florida. Better energy, better vibe at Ailsmith than there was in Miami for the people that weren't there watching that match. That was a weird thing to watch on television. I was having some COVID flashbacks, but all in all, what an amazing atmosphere at Ailsmith. That was a ton of fun. So thank you to everybody who showed up. That was a blast. Uh, you're probably right. I would imagine that Ailsmith had a little bit more energy than the stadium did in Miami. I am wondering if the flight home had more energy. Uh, that's actually something I plan on bringing up with Elliot Collier. I want to know a little bit more about these flights. Do we know a lot about these flights? Do you know a lot about how they how these guys are are getting around? to like Miami and stuff. They have a lot of these trips coming up to the East coast. Do you know how this works? I do not know how this works. I Me know either. that they are not flying on private planes. They are not flying on any sort of charter. They are usually flying commercial and sometimes to get to some of the destinations that loyal has played previously, Jordan, they would have to connect through different cities. You are right. This was winning away. This was winning at Miami for the first time ever San Diego Loyal played in Miami. But you're right to point out now, back to back to back, Oakland upcoming this week. We've all been to the Bay Area, so we all understand how that one works. Off to San Antonio a couple of weekends from now. 
home matches and then at Pittsburgh at Indianapolis uh, at Indy 11, I should say. And then at Hartford back to back to back weeks, three straight trips to the Eastern time zone. So that's a good line of questioning here. How is this going to work? That's a lot of cross country travel for San Diego loyal. Yeah. So we'll ask Elliot Collier, how it works. One of the players fly the plane. Do we have a pilot on staff? How does this work? What is a good question? Who eats what? Who sits next to who? All good questions. I would I would love to know the answer to that one. Not we'll bad ask. for your first goal. Do you think he'll know the answer to the question, Jordan, that we've always had? What does it mean to open your account? Open your account. And not we're we're gonna ask him, but we're not gonna ask him like what does it mean to for him? We're like we're asking him what does that mean? Right. What does that mean when you open your account? Because I believe we've had previous guests on the Always Loyal podcast. There's this old soccer phrase if you're new to the sport, and even if you're not new to the sport. It's he opened his account. It means he scored his first goal. He, she scored their first goal, whatever team league we're talking about, except nobody knows the origins of this phrase, what it means to open one's account. So maybe Elliot Collier, after all these years, Jordan, of you and I talking like this, maybe somehow, some way we can have this question answered. Can I just say a quick thing about the ambiance that was there in Miami or lack thereof? I actually think that, that's even more impressive that Loyal was able to win this match because you know you go down a goal to none. Okay, fine. You level it off one, one, you go behind two goals to one and the building's kind of dead. It's the 80th minute thinking, you know, we've got Oakland upcoming next week and San Antonio the week after that, there's no energy in the building. There's no energy there. Now, again, maybe this is a little bit unfair because I am watching it from Ailsmith with the locals and Chavos. But I think that's part of it, that that environment wasn't exactly conducive to, all right, everybody, let's dig deep here. Let's figure out a way to not only get an equalizer, but to score the game-winning goal in the 85th minute like Elliot Collier did. So I give him a little bit of credit on that. That must be a little, it's got to be bizarre for Loyal to go in this kind of environment, knowing what it's like when they play home in Torero, because that's not the same thing. No, it's not. And it it is a good point because it's one thing. And we've seen as San Diego loyal go into Phoenix and, and rally back and, and score a few goals late to come away with all three points. There's already a bunch of excitement and passion going on in that stadium. So it's, it pr- at least presents the opportunity to feed off of that and try to steal that, that match over the weekend in Miami that there, that just didn't exist. You had to create it yourself. And that's exactly what SD loyal did. Nate Miller said that San Diego played like the home team in the second half completely agree. They did look like they were the home team in the second half. Obviously the atmosphere was just a little bit different than what you're used to at Torero. Um, And also I just, he referenced it that loyal style of play puts them in a position to come back in matches like this, the way they play. It's you're It's not a team where you think like, well, they struggle to find goals. So I don't know if they're going to be able to come back from, a couple of different deficits throughout the 90 minutes. We, we've seen them kind of prove otherwise time and time again this season. Six win of the season. Now 11 34ths into the season, Jordan. That does not reduce. That does I don't not believe. Reduce. I don't know how to do that. Maybe somebody could help us out on that front. But Daniel not a bad, not, not a bad way to pick up your sixth victory of the 2023 season. I suppose, I, I don't know. 
I don't have them all right in front of me here, but that was about as good a win, I think, as I've seen this year. I know we had the one, who was it against? 94th minute, own goal. I forgot the opponent. That was super exciting, but that was sort of an own goal type situation. And there were some own goals in this one too. One for each side, if you were watching the match, but probably about as, maybe not as, Maybe, maybe Nate Miller and the coaching staff don't go back and go, wow, look at how amazing we were from both sides. Great on attack, great on defense. But uh, that was about as enjoyable. For me, that was about as enjoyable a, a win, I think, that Loyal's had all season long. Absolutely. I'm excited to chat with Elliot Collier about it. He was born in Hamilton, New Zealand. He moved to the United States to play college soccer at Loyola University, Chicago. He was drafted by Chicago Fire MLS team in 2018, played in MLS for a few years, a couple loan stints down to USL. He has a lot of experience in this league. I do want to ask him about that, what he thinks, how when, when he's asked about USL, how he describes the league, because he does have a lot of experience, including playing for a, a really good team last year in San Antonio. Yeah, that team was pretty good. If I remember correctly, Jordan, that was the team that lifted the USL Cup, so yeah, that team was solid. He is a reigning USL champion who now has opened his account with San Diego Loyal. So that should be exciting in a couple of weeks. He gets an opportunity to play against his former club. But up first, it'll be Oakland Roots, Jordan. Oakland Roots upcoming this week. And we all know what that means for San Diego Loyal, don't we? Um, it's always an interesting match. It's it's the opponent that knocked Loyal, that ended Loyal season a year ago uh, in the opening round of the playoffs. The, to answer your question a little bit earlier, the 94th minute own goal was against Tulsa. Right, 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 right. Tulsa. Okay, Tulsa. That was that was at Torero Stadium. So was, I was on that the call would make for it exciting. One, so I have oh. the answer for that one. Oh, of course, there you go. I, yeah, yeah, but that was good. Like, like again, I don't want to say, well, this was the win of the year, but it was it was an exciting match, especially it was given some of the circumstances here, and maybe it was just the environment of being able to watch it with so many people who were into it, and you're thinking to yourself, well, this one's kind of weird with one of the more bizarre own goals that you'll ever see in the 16th minute from from Grant Stoneman, and then getting an old goal back, and then okay, are we good? Are we level? Is that fine? Should we just pick up a point? Should we just get out of here? and just go home and, and call it a match because this is turf and it's dead ambient, a dead atmosphere. And then, you know, there it was. What what an amazing assist, Jordan. What an amazing assist, uh, assist from Blake Bodily on mm. that game. <laughs> Do you think Bodily heard that a little bit this week in training? Hey, take the assist. <laughs> I actually had to check the notes, the official notes, to see if they gave him an assist. Does he get an assist? He gets he got an assist, assist yeah. on that one. He got right. an assist on that hey. one, yeah. Even though I believe that was intended as a shot, and it went yeah, straight yes. to the right. <laughs> I just confused everybody except for Collier. Uh, loyal have, uh, those things have gone Loyal's way for a couple of weeks in a row now. Sure. So we saw Perez try to pass one across and that would happen in, <laughs> to have to finish in the back of the net. So a couple of these was... things actually going, Hey, uh, SD, they, they keep getting results in Florida. I remember a year ago that they had this nice dramatic win in Tampa Bay. Now they get the win in Miami. Um, yeah, they seem to be getting the results. I know they got a result against Tampa earlier this year, but that was it. That was in San Diego, but going to Florida, coming back with all three points. Pretty good. Pretty Not good. Bad. 538, the website, uh, also enjoys the way that SD Loyal are playing. They're giving Loyal a 93% chance to make the postseason, which that's that seems like a high number, which is good. Does it? Good news. A lot of teams yeah. make the playoffs. 
Lots of teams There's, make the playoffs. So if you're close to the fair. top of the standings, the San Diego Loyal is, at least at this moment in time, at the time of the recording, as we're getting set for the 12th match of the season, Jordan, I would say if you're relatively close to the top of the standings, you're probably going to have a pretty big number. But as we were reminded with the NBA playoffs, teams sometimes are given a 3% chance of winning any given series mm. or any given challenge, and they figure out a way to do a little bit more with less. So I don't know that I, I put a ton of stock or, or understand even how these numbers are compiled. I understand the, the purpose of them, but it's certainly not doctrine. Elliot Collier scored the match winner Saturday night in Miami. What'd you think of his goal celebration? That's the bow and arrow. He does the bow and arrow thing, correct? Did he do that? I saw him flex. I saw him take off his shirt briefly, but I don't know if that was celebration. What? He might, he might've just been wiping uh, sweat off his face, but he used the front of his Jersey to do so. So it looked like he took his shirt off. I did not notice that. Maybe the euphoria of a goal scored, of a game-winning goal scored in the 85th minute had me running around Alesmith like an idiot. So How was the vibe at Alesmith? What, what, phenomenal. Food trucks? Food? What did we have to eat? Had some food truck there, Beautiful. absolutely. Had a, had a bit of a quesadilla and saw some, some others enjoying some tacos and some burritos. So that was solid. It was really... That's a cool spot. You and I have been there. We used to work close by there. There's this mm -hmm. second deck there that was packed. And I'm not saying this for the purposes of, of, you know, just saying things because you're supposed to say them on, on a club podcast. And it was crowded. What? It was really, really crowded. Like, like it, tons of, you know, the, the whole place upstairs, downstairs, but the whole upstairs was for, for loyal supporters. And it was, it was jamming. The bartenders were great. So they had some of those keeper kits, saw the chairman. I saw the president. I saw the marketing fella. Met a lot of interesting people, saw the supporters. It was good. Good group. Love it. Very good. And the celebration, I'm sure, was on once Elliot Collier put it in the back of the net after that beautiful Ugh. assist. You know what, what it's setup. like. There's just, what you know, setup. in all of these sports, there's, there's, you know, I mean, yeah, three-point shots are amazing and home runs and, and game-changing home runs are amazing. But what is it about this sport, man? There's something about this sport when goals are scored. It's just, it's the most exciting thing in sports for me. Got to ask him how much credit he gives Blake bodily for, for the pass to set him up. <laughs> hey man, on the we money. got, we got to know bodily a little bit. I bet you he would, he would have some fun with that one as well. But yes, when, just when everybody thinks you're taking a shot, there's bodily outsmarting everybody and getting that ball in the right place to the big left foot of Elliot Collier. That was a freaking banger too. It was, yeah, it was, it was right good. on the money. Very good. Lower left corner, slotted it right in. Elliot Collier will make his debut next on the Always Loyal Podcast. It takes years of dedication to become a champion. Palomar Health's team of world-class doctors, nurses, and technicians work tirelessly to ensure that the health care you receive is second to none. Palomar Health, champions of health care, champions for you. Elliot Collier joins the Always Loyal Podcast, fresh off scoring that match winner Saturday night in Miami. I got to ask about the field. How was the field? It looked very shiny on television. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I mean, turf is never great to begin with. Um, but that one's quite an old turf. So yeah, pretty, pretty rough, pretty, uh, hard on the, on the old body, but yeah, it is what it is. How do you know it's an old turf? Um, 
the the newer turfs the 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 fake grass is is better and uh, the beads are, are newer it's just it's kind of like worn down and on the newer turfs will be a lot more spongier they have a little more give it's a little uh, better on the body but um no, the, the old turfs are you can tell they're quite quite beaten up and uh, had a lot of playing on them there were uh, quite a few close up shots of some of your teammates who had those beads all over their faces <laughs> I don't know if oh, you guys yeah. go back and watch the match. If you do, you probably don't watch the broadcast or if you notice this sort of thing, but Grant Stoneman comes to mind. There were dudes with those beads all over their bodies. I, that just, it oh, didn't yeah. look comfortable. Now, especially in the, the you know, Miami, Miami stickiness, those beads just stick to you. As soon as you touch the ground, they're all over you. Elliot, well, where have you found those beads? Uh, <laughs> you don't want to know where I found those beads. <laughs> let's, just stay, let's just stay where the sun doesn't shine. Anywhere and everywhere. You were a substitute in this one. What was Nate Miller saying to you? Did he say, okay, go out there. You guys are chasing at this point of the match. What What was Nate saying to you? Go out there and score yeah, a game uh, winner? Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, whenever I find myself as a substitute, I always see as an opportunity to go and either win the game or make sure that if we are winning already, that we that stays that way. So um, actually they just scored their second goal as I was putting on my jersey to go on. So, you know, going in at 1-1 before that, I was like, okay, just go and score the game winner. And then as soon as they scored, as it was about to come on, I was like, oh, well, we've got to go out and score two. So, you know, that, that's just the mindset. And that's, you know, full belief in that we were going to do it. So went out and did it. Jordan and I were, were mentioning this before. I don't want to uh, put you in a weird position here because it's one thing for Jordan and I to say this sort of stuff. And yeah. uh, let me just get to the point. The ambiance in that place wasn't exactly Torero Stadium. And I wonder for you what it's like for the club, what it's like for the squad, what it's like. Like, like you have to dig deep all on your own because it didn't feel like, at least for me, watching where I was watching, that there was a ton of energy that was supplied to the players. So so where does that come from when you guys are playing in that kind of match and it's it's just not Torero Stadium? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well... Firstly, we always have to bring our own energy regardless of where and when we are. Um, but going into a place like Miami, we, we know that it's going to be not very many fans. It's going to be no atmosphere. I think they had one one guy in their supporters section screaming, God knows what, at every, every one of us. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but um, yeah, no, we have to bring our own energy in, in the, those situations and, and going into that, like, um, you know, one of the things I was thinking of is even though our fans aren't here, we knew you guys were having a watch party. We knew that, you know, all the loyal fans would be watching at home. So regardless of, you know, the energy in the stadium, we have to do it for us. We have to do it for you guys. Um, and we have to do it, you know, for the club. So, um, yeah, we just got to bring our own energy in those situations and bring our own belief. All right. I want you to rank something for me and the scale will be one being what in the world was that? 10 being really, really good. Okay. How great was that pass from Blake Bodily to set you up for the winner? Oh, it was just textbook. It's exactly that's a 10. <laughs> that's exactly how we drew it up. <laughs> could it could he have put it in a better spot for you? No, honestly, he couldn't have. Um, you know, as soon as the ball was going to him, I just uh, I thought I'd just float out into the PK spot and in case, you know, something bounces back to me or, or whatever happens and, and he put it right on my foot. So 
was there ever a moment where you paused you're like how in the i wasn't expecting this but here we go let's give it a rip no yeah i think uh in those moments in the past maybe i i found myself you know not expecting certain things and then you know you miss an opportunity so just trying to keep myself always ready for whatever's going to happen and you know as i was moving to the pk spot i just was ready ready and as soon as it came away i'm like yeah this is it that might have been the assist of the season yeah, I think it was. He, he got an assist for that, you know. Yeah, I know. It's it's a brilliant pass. It's actually a really good ball. <laughs> Made it really easy for me. <laughs> Can you please tell us that there's some some fun stuff happening in training this week? Because you guys picked up all three points. I mean, what is it like? Is are you all telling Blake just how amazing of an assist that was? Yeah, of course. Uh, he's my roomie on away trips, so uh, yeah, we. <laughs> Of course. It's just that connection, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that, it that chemistry we're building in the room and building off the field, and he just knew how to find me. That's amazing. Can you tell us what it's like for those of us that will never score a professional goal, what that moment feels like? Because, you, you know, it just seems like you pure it. It lands right there at the left foot. You put it in the net. Obviously, there's still some work to be done. That was the 85th minute. But how do you describe that? Like, like what in life compares to that moment? <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. There's a there's not really much that compares to it. Um, especially, you know, being my first goal for the club. And um, you know, I it's been tough. I've thought I've had a lot of chances where I should have scored and I haven't, you know, haven't been sharp enough in front of goal. So that the first one really, really meant a lot to me. Um, as you could tell by the celebrations. Um but yeah, scoring scoring goals is I mean, that's a, that's what I that's what I do. That's why I'm in the game, you know, I'm a striker. That's that's what I what I'm paid to do. So there's nothing better than than that moment of scoring goal. And especially a game winning goal when you've been coming, you know, you travel all the way across the country, we're down, we come back, picking up three points, scoring the game winning goal. There's just there's nothing like that. You mentioned you travel across the country to get all three points. I was thinking after the match, this is going to be a really fun flight home for this team. And then I really got thinking, I have no idea what the flights are like for you guys. Can you paint the picture of, of what it was like at least Saturday night coming back from Miami? Um, well, like so what we airline stayed, do you fly? How yeah. does this work? We, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we stayed overnight. Um, so we came back in the morning, but we flew, uh, American on the way back and, uh, on our first flight, we flew to Dallas. Uh, a lot of sleepy eyes and people sleeping on that one. And uh, and on the second one, we had a San Diego um, crew. So whenever we went away, the airlines actually, you know, they're, they're always giving us shout outs on the plane and stuff. So, that, so that's really nice, you know, to... Um, to come home and to, to feel that appreciation, not just from, you know, not just us being proud of ourselves and, and the fans and, but, you know, like people in San Diego actually caring and, and that kind of stuff. So that's really nice. Are there huh. coaching sessions that are happening mid flight? Like, are you guys watching film or anything like that? And Nate um, Miller's like kind of breaking down things for you guys to do. And you have just people um, who aren't even affiliated with the team at all on the flight, like <laughs> having to hear all this. 
No, on the way there, there may be a possibility of some film being done, but most of the time, no. Most of the time, it's just you know, we're on our flights, we're we're watching whatever entertainment people playing on their you know Nintendo Switches or you know whatever whatever reading books, doing whatever you got to pass the time, and then and whenever we get there, we always have a team meeting, we have video, we have all that kind of stuff. So pretty much, um, you know, during the flights, it's just you know do what we can to, to get ourselves through those flights and especially for the long ones and, and for uh, big boys like me trying not to tighten up too much and making sure we're stretching our legs out and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You're six, four. What's that like? You're flying commercial, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's not great. Especially if I get a middle seat. Um, Come on, that doesn't uh, happen. Well, I actually had two middle seats on the way there, but um, Rodri gave me a, gave me his seat twice. So I, I owe him a, owe, owe him a drink and a meal at some point. Um, when we go away. Two but middle yeah. seats. Yeah. I had two middle seats on both flights. <laughs> but yeah. That's, that's not fun. Um, if I can get an aisle or, or even a window, that's, it's not terrible. Wow. Okay. Well, what do you do yeah. to pass the time on those flights? Nintendo switch. Yeah. So I have a switch. Um, I've been playing the new Zelda very, very enjoyable or i'll just you know download some netflix and and watch something or try and sleep but it's pretty hard to sleep on those things for me so most of the time it's just watching something or playing something who sits next to who um yeah that is a great question uh, i think it's alphabetical but i don't know sometimes some people end up finding themselves in nicer seats than others so maybe there's some under the table dealings going on with our team manager <laughs> no i'm just kidding just kidding i, I think it's just i think it's just alphabetical <laughs> see this is part of i know sitting in middle seats is is not anybody's favorite thing to do but you know this is this is also like uh, excuse me for saying this but like it's part of the charm of lower division soccer you know it, it is what it is you guys are doing yeah, this because this is what you you absolutely love doing um mm -hmm. oakland upcoming this week then san antonio i Mm -hmm. you, has, has there been any conversation about playing Oakland this week? You know, this is a, a club for whatever reason has, has had Loyal's number. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm sure that that point is, has probably been made pretty loud and pretty clear in training this week. Yeah, um, for sure. Obviously we, we just take one week at a time and, and whoever the opponent is in front of us, that's all we talk about. Um, and we've been on a couple of days off after the long travel. So, you know, we, we celebrated our um, win in Miami and everyone's feeling good about that and take a couple of days to ourselves to, um, you know, refocus, relax and, and come tomorrow. We'll be all on Oakland, uh, you know, video and, and training to how we're going to beat them. So, um, yeah, just a, another great opportunity. We, we want to be the best and uh, to do that, we have to go win on the road. So, We've proved, you know, we can do that and we'll just go do it again and we'll just keep doing it. So you mentioned one one game at a time, which, you know, everybody knows is, is you know, a, a cliche, but there's a lot of truth to it. Yeah. But you do know who's on the other side of Oakland, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I've had this one marked in my calendar. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Interesting. Very interesting. I feel like I should follow up, but I don't know if we should. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you Why? want to. I mean, yeah. I mean, my former club, but you know, it's, it's all, uh, all the guys that, uh, you know, I loved playing with last year, made a lot of, uh, strong connections and, and good friendships and won a championship with them. So, you know, I'm excited to, to go and play on the other side of, of that, um, that team and, 
and see what it's like playing against San Antonio at Toyota Field because, you know, they get a lot of good fans. Um, you know, everyone on their team's bought into their identity and, and I know it'll just be a really good game. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, what that... made that team so special last year? Um, I, I think, you know, it, it's, it's a very similar feel to what we have here in San Diego. Um, everybody's bought in to the identity. Obviously the team identities are very different and the styles of play are very different, but, um, everyone was bought in there. There were, um, no cancers on the team, you know, everybody cared about each other off the field, cared about each other on the field. And, um, just a lot of a lot of really good people working really hard um, trying to achieve a goal. So, you know, I think uh, you know we have very much that here in San Diego as well. So, you must appreciate the uh, the style of which San Diego plays quite a bit as a forward. Oh yeah, oh definitely. Um, it's very very different, and um, I mean the the style of play here in San Diego was the reason I came here. Um, I wanted to play this way and it's just very exciting uh, being an, uh, an attacking player um, to play this style of football. And hopefully goals come in bunches as I've oh, often yeah. been told as well. Once, once the floodgates open, right? You just need the first one. <laughs> yep. Well, Hey, so, bodily keeps setting you up like that. Anything yeah, is possible. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I have one final question. Uh, this has been a, a conversation between Jordan and myself now for several years. There is a, a phrase in this sport when somebody scores for the first time, it's you open your account, right? You opened your account with San Diego loyal. Do you have any idea what that means? Do you have any idea like where that phrase came from? <laughs> I actually don't. Um, yeah, no, I, no idea, no clue where that came from, but uh, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Just uh, I'm just going to keep depositing goals and assist into that account <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens at the end of the year. Well, see where we can get it. See where we can get that accounted. That is the best answer we've ever had on that question because nobody knows the origin of that phrase <laughs> yeah. at all. But that is the no best idea. I've ever heard anybody respond to that question as well. And from your lips, we hope that's the case as well. I appreciate it. <laughs> we we got to see a goal celebration for the first time. Break down your goal celebration for us. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I'm a I'm a big fan of UFC and uh, particularly Israel Adesanya. Um, him being a, you know, a fighter out of New Zealand. Um, that's his celebration with the, uh, when he beat um, Alex Pereira, he shot him with a, with a bow and arrow three times. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, I kind of stole that from him. <laughs> Just a little, you know, shoot an arrow into the corner where the goal went. So where the ball went. I love that you went to a different sport for your celebration. Like you, you see a lot of, you see players take celebrations from other soccer players. We don't always have a yeah. player hop on the yeah. podcast and tell us they're jumping to another sport for it. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we all have our, you know, I, I find not similarity between, you know, soccer and UFC, very different sports, but um, you know, we, we like to say we go to war when we go on that field and I know those boys go to war in the octagon. So um, yeah, just, I'm a big fan of him and uh yeah i like his celebration so <laughs> we'll keep i like using that as it. well yeah that's really cool um you're from new zealand right yes correct so you know kyle adams from new zealand yeah uh we actually went to the same academy in new zealand down do you know that do you know the name nick duffy uh yeah uh he's uh <laughs> he's uh 
huge supporter of ours and giving us some uh, kiwi treats and stuff. So yeah, sure do. What do you mean he's giving you kiwi treats? Um, he brought us some like kiwi candy, uh, from when he was, when he visited home. So, um, yeah, really appreciate that. Mm. Jordan, how would you rank the three Kiwis associated with San Diego? What, what kind of question is that? <laughs> I was gonna all, ask, you I just got to rank them all number one. There right. you go. No, well, right, the, candy, number... the candies might be number one. How good are the candies? Oh, man. unreal. But New Zealand candy. I mean, I just personally, I think New Zealand food is just top level. So the candies just, yeah, it's right up there. And have you found anything uh, that would classify as, as New Zealand food here in Southern California? Uh, yeah, there's actually a, um, there's a restaurant called Queenstown public house that mm. I'm quite fond of been to a few times. Um, they've got, uh, I think it was founded by a Kiwi and, and a couple of Americans. Um, and they have, you know, a New Zealand based, uh, you know, menu and, you know, they have meat pies and, you know, fish and chips and just rack of lamb, just delicious, delicious stuff. So that's yeah, ocean beach. That. Is that ocean beach? Um, I think it's a little Italy. But I think I think the one in Ocean one. Beach is Ragland. Yeah. Oh, okay, same same owner. There you right? go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it also has one in North Park as well. Yeah, I've heard that's good as well. I need to go check that one out. I was actually reading about Hamilton, New Zealand, which is where you grew up. It it's very uh, one of the first things that pops up is how how great the food is there. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think around all around New Zealand, the the food is fantastic. But um, we have uh, in Hamilton. There's a lot of, um, it's like the dairy capital of New Zealand around there, the, the Waikato area. Um, so, you know, lots of really good dairy, good ice cream, milk, um, that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, just the food is just fresh and delicious, you know, can't beat it. Can't beat fresh. Nope, sure can't. Fresh off a goal over the weekend. Congrats on the game winner in Miami. It was a ton of fun to watch and we hope for continued success against Oakland. We, we brought up that San Diego doesn't have a lot of success against Oakland, but that doesn't matter. You weren't playing for SD loyal when all those matches exactly. went down. That, yeah, that exactly. doesn't impact you at all. That was last year's no, squad. No. That was their yeah, part. Exactly. No, this is, this is this year's squad. And this year we're going to be really good to go against Oakland. Beautiful. Very good. Elliot Collier. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Put your values in action by doing your banking with Blue Peak Credit Union, a purpose-driven financial institution. Learn more at bluepeak.com, official credit union of San Diego Loyal. Must meet membership and account criteria. Blue Peak? Blue Peak. All right, Jordan. Well, let's look ahead. Oakland Roots at Oakland. Half the time, you're not even sure where you're going. You're going to Laney Field. You're going to Laney Stadium. You're going to be playing somewhere else. This team has been an absolute nemesis for San Diego Loyal. As a matter of fact, I couldn't even tell you the last time that Loyal beat Oakland. But that is the assignment coming up 7 o'clock Saturday night, ESPN Plus, Fox 5 locally here in San Diego. This is the team that eliminated SD Loyal in a Big way in San Diego in the postseason last year. Red cards were involved. It finished 3-0. Um, it was, yeah, it's an interesting matchup for for San Diego. It has not gone well for San Diego in the past, and they've, they've played each other more than a handful of times, and it, it usually does not go well for San Diego. So this is an opportunity for, for Loyal to kind of 
proved themselves that they can beat these guys, which is something that they they want to be able to prove. Absolutely. That was October 23rd. That was that that terrible, terrible day in San Diego sports where the Padres got eliminated by the Phillies and San Diego Wave got eliminated by Portland Thorns. And then that night, the final match and game of impact sporting event of impact was loyal hosting Oakland roots at Torero stadium. You're right. Thomas Amon got a red card. Guido got a red card. Stoneman got a red card by the end of the match. It was just, it was awful. Three nil pretty, pretty embarrassing. I've heard Alejandro Guido talk about that match, talk a little bit about how that season ended. So I'm sure we might hear some of the cliche stuff this week about, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just, just regular season. Just trying to continue our winning ways, pick up three points away, as we just did in Miami, going from one corner of the country, essentially to the other. But I think we know a little bit better. I think we know that that this is a club that has had Loyal's number. We heard what the chairman said on this podcast last year, that he really thought Oakland was, was the pebble in the shoe for Loyal, so he wanted them to face off against one another in the postseason. They did. It didn't go anybody's way here locally, did it? So, you know, you're not going to make up for that type of embarrassing ending to a season. But it would feel pretty good if you can prove that you can beat Oakland Roots. Mm -hmm. Uh, Miguel Ibarra gave SD Loyal a 1-0 win against Oakland Roots back in 2021. It was June 29th. Since that match, which was the first ever match between these two clubs, it has gone Oakland's way. There have been a few draws involved, but for the most part, it has finished with Oakland coming away with all three points. So looking to change that and an opportunity coming up. They've been very good. Loyal have been very good this month. They've been scoring a lot of goals, and that's a that's a recipe for success in this sport. So, Yeah, goals change matches. Ten matches in for Oakland Roots as of the time uh, that you and I are chatting here. Four wins, four losses, couple of draws, 14 points. They are coming off a loss against Sacramento, who we will see back at Torero Stadium on June 9th. We know they're sitting seventh on the table in the Western Conference standings. And then even beyond that, Jordan, I know we want to take this one match at a time because that's the kind of podcast that we are. But then afterwards, then there's San Antonio around the corner. They're currently fourth on the table in the Western Conference standings. Mentioned coming home to Sacramento, coming home against Sacramento, I should say. Not top seed in the Western Conference with 24 points. Then back home against San Antonio again. And then that dreaded three consecutive weekends on the East Coast, Pittsburgh, Indy and Hartford mm. and then even a fourth one away too, Colorado Springs. So yeah, it's, this is the gauntlet, whoever, I know we talked preseason about the schedule, but man, even looking at it now that we're 11 matches into this, this is the gauntlet. The good news is the trip to Oakland is a direct flight. That is True. the good news. Beyond that, I don't know. It gets a little bit more risky. Not exactly direct the rest of the way. But your next opportunity to see SD Loyal here in San Diego at Torero Stadium, June 9th, they'll take on Sacramento, a team that looks like they are the best team out West at the moment. So that's going to be a very fun matchup and a pretty cool opportunity because that will be a Friday night match. It's not your typical Saturday night or Sunday day game. You get a Friday night, 7 o'clock kickoff against Sacramento, June 9th, your next opportunity to head out to Torero. 
Looking forward to that. By the way, if you want to head out anywhere upcoming this weekend, then go watch San Diego Loyal. I'm not sure exactly what it is the locals are doing or Chavos are doing. I do know that the club has invited everybody to show up to Novo, Novo Brewing, which has a bunch of different locations around San Diego. This one, though, Otay Ranch. I know this location well. This is this is where our FC Barcelona crew hangs out. This is where we will be Saturday night. Watch party with Corlejo Tequila. So I saw private room, drink specials, all sorts of fun stuff, giveaway. So if you want to go out on a Saturday night on a holiday weekend, especially when I saw Corlejo Tequila, I said to myself, yep, sounds pretty good to me. See you, Novo, Otay Ranch, Saturday night, 7 o'clock. Beautiful. Let's uh, let's take down Oakland this weekend. It would be nice, wouldn't it? I, you don't want that to just like. There's no real reason I can think of why this has been such a pain in the neck for Loyal. I don't know. Maybe Nate Miller. Out. Maybe maybe Nate has some thoughts on this. Maybe nothing that that I can think off the top of my head that Landon would have himself not been able to figure out, especially with Nate sitting there. But who knows? I mean, this would be nice for Nate to say, "Okay, we've had this streak." This winless streak against Oakland, that was that was last year. That was the year before. Let's go. Start a new streak. Figure out a way to beat Oakland. Back-to-back, on the road, it's pretty good. Yeah, these things tend to balance out over the course of time. So I think, I think we just need to get a little run in from SD Loyal here to balance things out. And I think it, it starts this weekend. All right, Darren, a pleasure chatting with you. Hopefully we'll get all three points against Oakland Roots, and we'll talk again next week. Where does Oakland rank on your rivalry list for Loyal? That's a good question. Phoenix is, I mean, I, I everybody says it's Phoenix is number one, but I mean, this has to be, this has gotta, to be a close second. No, we got to start getting some results. It's true. True. One-sided rivalries aren't really rivalries, are they? <laughs>